Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 25th of November 2012, entitled Our Union with Christ, and the Bible reading is taken from Romans chapter 1 verse 11. Here's Brother Michael Shaw. Good morning congregation. I must um, encourage you for starters about um, the young children that are in the church, that's as they said, and without the young blood, the church is dead. So that's the future. Yeah, very, very encouraging. This morning, um, what I'd like to do, I'd like to um, encourage um, those that are here within the congregation, those who know the Lord, those who do not know the Lord yet, or, or are on the brink, I'm here to encourage, to strengthen, um, to, to guide, uh, just as an instrument of the Lord. First of all, um, we'll be looking at Romans today. Um, I've been sitting under the feet of Pastor Curtis, and it has been a privilege that the Lord has used him in that way to also encourage me and to bring home the clarity of God's word. In the book of Romans, um, we see that Paul the apostle wrote the epistles to establish the church in Rome. It is written that um, Paul, the, the period in which Paul wrote um, these epistles was from uh, 57 to 58 AD. If we look in Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 11, this gives us a clear indication what Paul was writing to the congregation in Romans at the time. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. When Paul is talking about being established, he's talking about establishing in the faith, because let's take our minds back to this time that Christ had risen up, 50 years had gone. The word was being preached throughout the province. A lot of congregation were of Gentiles and of people who did not believe in God. So they were now coming, getting the word of God and now um, beginning to change their lives. So one of Paul's mission as we read about Paul, which I encourage the congregation to, to seek for themselves and to look into the book. Paul writes these letters to establish them in the faith. And this book, particularly Romans, as you know, as a congregation, is a very important book. So these, this particular scriptures here is, 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 is encouraging the congregation who was in Rome at the time. But let us also remember as well that God used individuals to spread the word. So it's not Paul that is writing, 
It's the Holy Spirit that is working through Paul. Although we will put an emphasis on Paul and give him the creditation of him writing these, but it's the Holy Scriptures that God used him through. Let us go to 2 Timothy 3, 16. And we will see exactly that how God has worked through these men of old times. All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that a man of God may be perfectly, that may, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now this is important, and you're asking yourself, why have I brought you here? I need to paint this picture or give you the clarity that Paul wrote the scriptures to strengthen those that were in Rome. It wasn't Paul who wrote it, as I said. It was the Holy Spirit working through him. And if we break down these scriptures, these scriptures is telling us, when God speaks about, or when a man writes and speaks about the inspiration of God, it's God's breath that was breathed through him to write God's will and God's thought without using his character. For instance, I'm a person, I'm all over the place. God would not touch that. But the words that I speak is not my words. It's the words of the Bible. It's the words of God's mind. So I had to bring you there to, 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 to give you the clarity of what Paul is doing here. So that is how the Holy Spirit has spoken and used men throughout the times. When we talk about doctrine, we're talking about the Holy Ghost is talking about the fundamental particle or the fundamental information, what that information needs, or no, the use of that information. So when we talk about doctrine, the doctrine of blah, 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 each one of them has a fundamental element in it. It has a teaching in it. So that's how the Holy Spirit is talking to us. So when we're talking about the inspiration, it's God's breath, and God is breathing the fundamental of life in his scriptures. The scriptures, which Paul uses again, is, is good for reproving. Reproving is you have, when, when, Paul, writes some of, when Paul writes his letters, he's, he's, he's correcting, is inspiring, is correcting in righteousness, is strengthening the individual's. And when we look in scriptures, we see how God had used Moses, Abraham, Joshua, King David, Solomon. All these men were inspired. God breath breathed into them and they spread in the word of God. So this is important. Paul wrote half of the, the new epistles, as we can see. In Romans now, we see how Paul, how the Spirit has worked through Paul and 
have covered several topics. In the book of Romans, it covers um, the, nat- the natural revelation, the universal of sin, justification by faith and the ramification of it. Faith, the original sin, the union with Christ, the election and the rejection of Israel, the spiritual gifts, the respect of government. Our theme this morning is the union with Christ. So through the Holy Spirit, through Paul, we're going to look on the union with Christ. Romans 5, verse 12. So this morning, this is the union with Christ. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men, for all have sinned. Where are we going to go with this? Let us go back to the creation of time to get some clarity of understanding of what's happening here. And we are going to Genesis 1, or 1 to 22. So we're going back to the beginning of time here. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness. He called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water. And let the water divide from the water. Firmament, first thing. So God said, let there be and there was. Now imagine this. And how can this be that God said, let there be, and there was. The first word that I came to hear that really kind of took me back and gave me an insight through the Holy Spirit is that God said, let there be, and there was. There was water, and God moved upon the face of the deep, the Spirit of God moving. God said, and God went between the water and divided it. So the water, the water had now been divided. So how can water be divided? If you look on the clouds above and look on the, on the water below, we are now living in that firmament here. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water and let it divide the water from the water. And God made the firmament and divided the water which were under the firmament from the water which were above the firmament. Praise God. So God has went, we've got a mass of water. God said, let there be. So we've got this mass of water. And God said, let there be a firmament. So God had divided the water on top. So the water went up. And some water was still down there below. And we are now living in the firmament. If we ever is driving along and you've got a scenery in front of you, just look in front of you. Just look in front of you and you will see it. 
You will see it clear as day. And God made the firmament and the water divide. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. God said, let the water under the heavens be gathered together and into one place, and the dry land, and it was so. And called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the water he called the sea, and saw that it was good. Praise God. Okay, we're going to jump ahead here now. Going to Genesis 2, 4 to 9. This is the creation of man. These are the generation of the heaven and the earth. And when they were created in the day that the Lord made the earth and the heaven. And every plant in the field before it was in the earth and the evening and the herb, the, 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 every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not created the earth, the, the rain to the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So let us get this again, the clarification of this, that before every tree or plant was ever grew, God created it, put it in the earth, before it ever grew, he created it and put it in the earth, and he caused the mist to come upon the earth, and then the plants grew. Scriptures has told us this. But there was no mist. But there went up a mist from the earth and, the, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed, inspired, he breathed into the nostril the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So we have the earth. God formed everything before he put it, he put it in the earth. He caused the mist to come upon the earth. When that mist came up upon the earth, all the trees and all the things came. But what God did then is took, he taken the dust, which is the dust on the, the face of the earth, took it and formed the man. And when he formed the man, he formed him out of the dust, blew into his nostril, and he became a living soul. That's how we are made. And he planted, and the Lord God planted the garden eastward in, eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Praise God. Okay, we're going to move along now. So we've got it. God created heaven and earth, created us. Everything was good. Genesis 3, 1 to 19. And here we have things changing. Now the serpent was more supple than the beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, and he said unto the woman, ye has said, ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it. 
neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God does not for God does know in that day that ye, ye eat there, therefore then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and the tree was desired, was was desired, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit and she did eat it. And she gave it unto her husband, and he also did eat. And the eyes of them were opened, and they were both naked, and they sewed fig tree together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walk in the garden in the cool of the day, God's voice walking again. In the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called, and, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I, where I commanded thee that thou should not eat? And the man said, The woman, blame game, immediately, again, and the man said, The woman whom thou givest to thee, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Beguiled. Beguiled. And the, ser- and the serpent beguiled. And the Lord... God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou curse above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon the belly thou shalt go, and the dust shall thy eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thy seed should bruise his heel. This immediately. From the fall of man, Christ, here's the salvation. Immediately from that moment. And we will see from this point, thousands of years before the appearance come. But from the moment that man fell. It's been spoken, it has been given, it has been handed out to him. There's a salvation there. Listen to this. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrows and thy conception in sorrows, and thy shall bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall have and he shall rule over thee. Now, when you break this down, yeah, when you break this down, when you, I encourage you to read the scriptures and look 
for yourself under the Holy Spirit. This is not my words. This is the Holy Spirit under the Holy Spirit to read and see what it says. When you're talking about an enmity, he's talking about a hostility. That word enmity is talking about a hostility between woman and the serpent's seed. The woman's seed and the serpent's seed. There's this there's a hostility from that moment to this day. God's judgment upon the serpent was that he was cursed. And above all other creatures... He will crawl on his belly and eat dust all the days of his life. Enmity between the woman and the man. Now, the commentary of my Bible explains that between the seed, which is the spiritual descendants of Satan, and the seed of her, those who are the family of God, an individual from among the woman's seed, namely Jesus Christ, will deal a death blow to Satan's head at the cross. While Satan, thou will bruise Christ's heel, causing him to suffer. Very important how the, 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 we need to see this. This is, this is how we, we, need, we need to see this. Oh, Spirit of God, praise God. It hasn't finished there. So the woman, she's been condemned to now childbirth, pain, for a small period of time, but pain, because it wasn't meant to be in the beginning. She will now have a desire to her husband because initially she they were equal they were he was they were working together side by side that's how god created things as for the man listen to this listen to this and unto adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife Hearken mean the implication of an attention of, of being obedient. So God had told Adam, so he was obedient to Adam. But because his wife had come in and he had now switched his alliance, we men, we men. I, when I talk about men, I talk about myself as well because I'm no different. We men have, 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 have not listened to God and has Listen to something else. Let's see what the ramification of that is. It's here now today, throughout man's time. Because you have hearkened unto that, the, the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree for which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrows. Thou shall eat of it all the day of your life. God created us not to do that. But this is a curse on man. We have to get up each day and sweat of our brow. Look after our family. Thorns. Listen to this one here. Thorns and thistles. Thorns and thistles. Upon Calvary, Christ wore a thorn of thistles of ground. 
Again, from the beginning of time, God is showing us the seed, the thorns. Praise God. Because of man. And it shall bring unto thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face, thou shalt eat bread. Until thy return to the ground, for out of it was thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. That's what will happen. We are born to die. We are born to die. That is the condemnation that we bought by not listening. Each one of us, unless we are here when our Christ return, we will die because of this disobedient act. No way around it. No way around it. But there is. There is. So, I've taken you back to the picture or the reality of where sin came in. But even when sin was there, because of, because of God's grace and his loving kindness, immediately there was also set up at that time our Redeemer. That time. So man returns to the ground. Let us move back to Romans now. Praise God. Let us move back. Romans 12. Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as one man, sin enters into the world. We've just been there in our mind's eyes to where it came from. And into the world, death. So, each woman, from each woman, every time, every time she carries the birth of a newborn child, from that moment of the conception, yeah, that child is born to die because of sin. That's that's that that's how far that's how far we've gone. So from the moment, from the very, very moment of in that marital bed, conception is made, that child or that person is born to die, that seed. So over the time, over the, the, the centuries, woman has now Men has, because of men we die, but th th through the woman, she has brought, all, brought the sin into the world. Through the sin, because we die, all of us, unless we come to Christ. I encourage you, congregation, read. Some of you have. Who hasn't heard this message before? Read and ask the Lord. We have Pastor Curtis at the back there. I encourage you. A man which the Lord has used. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that 
had not sinned. And after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is in the figure of him that will come. So Adam brought it in, and Christ, in the form of Adam, is the one who who turned it back around to how God wanted us to be. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift, because this is a free gift. It's not by what we do or what we think, it's a free gift. I've got some money in my pocket here. If I had, if I had a thousand pounds and I just gave it to you, you'd say, what do I want? I love, we've got to understand the, the love of God. We cannot understand that. But it gives us glimpses and insight into it. And eternal life is a free gift. Eternal life is a free gift. June is a free gift. It's not by what you do. Yeah? You got, when you come to understand or the Spirit convicts you and you come to accept Christ, you will be obedient. You will be obedient. And adhere to what God has laid down for us to do. But it's a free gift. It's a free gift, Brother Curtis. Free gift. Free gift. But not as an offense. So also is the free gift. For though the offense of one man be death. So if we do not come in a line back to Christ. <laughs> We will die twice. Much more the, the grace of God and the, and, the, and the gift by grace, which by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abound unto many. Praise God. And not as it by one man's sin, also is the gift by the judgment, by one man condemnation, but the free gift is of many offense unto justification. For if by one man offense death reign by one, much more there which receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in the life by one Jesus Christ. Praise God. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment come upon all man to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one the free gift come upon all unto the justification of life praise god for as one man disobedient many were made sinners so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous jesus christ Moreover, the law entered in, entered, and the offense might abound. But where sin abound, grace do much more abound. Praise God. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. Read it is telling us continuously about his free gifts through Jesus Christ. Chapter 6 will tell you this. Romans 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace 
may abound. If we do not take the choice of coming back to the Lord and accepting the free gift, we will die. Can't put it no other way. Cannot mix it up. Simple as that. You accept the free gift, not by your works, but accept your free gift, or you continue in our sinful state from conception, thinking we can do this or we can go to God by any other way. No, it's just accepting. So if you accept, we know we have a free gift. If you don't, you will die. We will die. As I too, that we are. God forbid, this is how Paul is now referring or addressing the congregation in Rome, giving them these instructions and giving them the clarity of scriptures. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Dead to sin, dead to sin. How is this so? How can you be alive but dead to sin? Know ye not. <laughs> when Paul speaks about know ye, he's speaking about you can know something, you can have an understanding about something, but that's his left there. But he's talking about knowing it, but putting it in your heart and continuing to live with it. So when he speaks about no, he's, that's what he's talking about. Knowing. Emphatically. Praise God. Not. No, not. Know ye not. That so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ. Were baptized into his death. Again, how can we be living and die to sin? Be baptized in Christ, whose Christ has died and rose. How is this so? But it is. We're talking about a God here who said, let there be and there was. We're talking about here a God that went into the midst and divided the waters from waters. Before anything was grown up from the ground, he caused the mist. But he made them and put it in the earth. So what is this? Same thing. Same thing. Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism into death. So those who accept Christ are buried with Christ. Those of us who accept Christ Jesus, the son of the living God, who incarnated, came down to earth, and did not his will, but the will of the Father, God walked here upon earth. Therefore, we are buried with him and baptized into death. That like as Christ was risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, also shall we walk in the newness of life. So when we are baptized with Christ, that sinful nature that we had from conception... Is now gone daily. Now gone with newness. Each individual character here, newness. What you used to do, reading God's scriptures, 
Because you've accepted the gift, being baptized, uh, baptized with Christ, you're, you're new, now a new creature. You shouldn't be, we shouldn't be, let's get this right, we shouldn't be still in the old sinful way. as how we was conceived until we understood or came to the realization of our living Savior. For we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. How is this so? We, so, we, so Christ Jesus came from the beginning of time, it has been spoken, and all through scriptures is giving you these indicators, these indicators right up until Calvary. Christ came, died, sinned not, but died for us. Free gift. Died, third day, resurrected. Those who believe in him, now under that. So we are now come to an understanding that we are now in the likeness, in burial and in resurrection. Here is that word again, knowing that the old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed but we're still alive. How can be this? We're still alive. Are we not? But how can we be destroyed if we're still alive? The power of God. The power of God. We are destroyed. The old man is destroyed. Is no more. We're not talking about the destruction of man's destruction. We're talking about the destruction of God's destruction. So that old man is dead. Example. Growing up as a boy, Wolverhampton, had a nickname. All of us had nicknames, yeah? Some will understand, some won't. Had nicknames. But once I came to our saviour, that man had died. That man had died. Even sometimes I might see an old colleague and he would mention that name. It, 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 it's strange. I said, who is that guy? But I'm still alive. Who is that guy? That old man is, is, is buried, destroyed. And that's how the nature of us are. Praise God. Knowing that the old man is died and you resurrected and destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing, that word again, knowing, that Christ being risen from the dead, no more death has no more dominion over him. Death has no more dominion over us. Although, listen to this, this flesh has to go back to the earth because of the order of things. But we will be raised up. We have the assurance of that. We have the assurance of that. We have the assurance of that we will go back to the earth, but upon that resurrection, dear, we will be raised up to the glory of God. For in that he died, he died 
unto sin once, Christ and us. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Let not sin reign in your mortal bodies, because sin is dead now. Do not let sin... In fact, if we are truly saved, we cannot, although God gives us the strength, but we, because the old man has died, we're not supposed to be the bad language. We're talking about in yourself here now. Because we can portray one thing to Joe Public, but within yourself. This is, this is to do with self. This is not to do with what your neighbor is doing or even what your wife is doing or what your children is doing. This is to do with yourself and God. Because we can bring our families by our examples of our lives to get to know God, but it's an individual. Each individual has to have that. They have to have, they got to. There's no way around it. Upon that day of judgment, I cannot say for my sister, my children, my wife, they have to, by my example, come to know the Lord and the Lord has an effect on them individually. You can't do it. This, it doesn't work like that. That's not the way that God set it up. Let, sin, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies that ye obey in the lust, because lust is not about sex. It's not about, um, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's, lust can be your house, your car, your convention, your, 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 your when, when, when the word, when, when Paul is using the word here through, the, 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 well, the Holy Spirit is using the word through Paul. When you talk about lust, we have this idea of, but when you measure it across the board, lust can be anything. When you lust after something, but the first one comes is under the, the, the fornication of lust. But you measure that across the board. It's the same thing. That's how God sees it. That's how God sees it. Let not therefore, you re- uh, therefore reign in your mortal bodies that ye obey in the lust. Never, n- neither yield your members as instrument of unrighteousness. So it's just clarifying. It's giving more clarity here. It's going, it's, it's, it's firming up. It's just firming up again. Righteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from dead, from the dead, and your members are instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Grace. When, what then, shall sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid, know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or unto the obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked. Because we were sinners once. 
And I encourage anybody who is here today, the seed is sown. Turn away, repent, come to God through his son. The free gift is always here. But there will come a time because our numbers are short upon the earth. We can say tomorrow. We can say next week. But we never know. We never know. But ye have, a be, have obeyed from the heart for, from the heart that the doctrine which was delivered you. It has been, it has been spoken. Being then made free from sin, ye became servants of righteousness. I speak in the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants, to the, unru- the uncleanness and to the iniquity, unto the iniquity, even so ye yield your members, servants, to righteousness, unto holiness. For when ye were servants of sin, you were, you were free from righteousness. <laughs> what fruit have ye in those things? Wherefore ye now ashamed. For the end of these things is death. But now being made free from sin, became servants to God. Ye have your fruit into holiness and the end everlasting life. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. I encourage. That's all I've come to do. And I thank God that I can stand here today as an instrument encouraging each and every one. Look into yourself. For those that of us who are walking, Sometimes we have gone astray because of the world, because of whatever. But remember, it's a free gift. Let us pray. Most gracious God, hallowed be your name continuously, my Father, through your Son, Jesus, our Redeemer. Oh, Fathers, your servant has delivered your message here today, not by my words, but as it is written. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me, a wretched sinner. As you've spoken through Paul, you've spoken through those men of old that has delivered your message. Sometimes in the period of the history, it was such a burden that the messenger had to deliver that he, he himself he even was discouraged. But Father, you strengthened him. You gave him encouragement. As it is written, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and I will continue to do thy righteous judgment, my living God. Father, if anybody here today would receive, let them receive here now. Let them come to you, O great God. Not by my prayers, but seeking you, O great God. And I ask of these things in the name of Jesus, my Redeemer. Upon the threshold of leaving this world, he will be waiting for us.